What's up, y'all? It's your girl, India, and I'm back with season three of A Trip to India podcast. I miss all of you so much, and I miss recording. Um, If you notice, there's nobody else here but me, uh, just because I am trying to switch it up this year. Um, Obviously, I love introducing people to amazing women, dropping gems all the time. But, you know, this year I think I want to get a little bit more open about who I am, what I'm into, and talk about some other shit, you know? So I'm still saving space for that. I'm working on Journey of Limitless Women, which will be dedicated solely to continuing my journey of introducing beautiful, amazing, talented, intelligent women monthly. That's going to be every second Thursday of each month. I'm so excited about putting that out there for you all. Uh, But yeah, so basically what I want to do with this with the trip to India podcast, I want to keep this very intimate and um, true to who I am. I'm going to continue to let you know what I've been doing for the past six months with my break. Also, um, I do want to get into some 2021 TV shows that I actually enjoyed. Um, and, you know, it's the top of the new year. So why not get into some new year, new mindset? Especially the end of the year blues as well. Now let's get into it. So the past six months, I have been literally in this space where I've been trying to figure out how can I level up. I feel like um, I did really well with season two of A Trip to India podcast. Um, it was 14 episodes. I met a lot of amazing women. It was really a learning curve for me. And I was really proud of myself just because one of the things that I used to struggle with was procrastination and just like following through and completing something. So it was really special to me that I was able to just take on that project and even have the finale be aired on my birthday. I think that was really symbolic. It's been a real pivotal (laughs) six months. I am definitely not the same woman that I was at the top of the year. Um, I feel like, yeah, I'm feeling real grateful and confident. Um, I've also been recording on another show. If you haven't seen already, Air Hustling 404, um, the dopest podcast in your ears, all right? <laughs> if you're not familiar with that, it was really something cool and new and a little bit out of my element, um, but still similar to the stuff that I like, you know, just kicking shit keeping it light and fun and talking about you know trap music in Atlanta and keeping the air to the streets and just networking that has been the best part about it I've met so many cool people during that um time on Air Hustling 404 Big Doom Don they've been embracing me really well so um that was just cool we go to a studio it's shot live every Thursday so being in a studio space, which was outside of my comfort zone, it really changed like how I viewed podcasts in general. I don't know, like with both seasons, season one and season two, like I'm doing right now, I do most of my recordings at home. So to go to a space where there's like lights and cameras and 
guests and props and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. I learned a lot during that time too. I've also been pre-recording some of my Journey of Limitless Women episodes. So I really can't wait for you to see what I have in store for that. Um, That is where I want to switch it up. But you will see. You will see. (laughs) But um, let's get into my 2021 TV shows uh, recap. I don't know about y'all, but I watched quite a few new shows and they really were cool. Um, Please let me know in the comments somewhere you know what were your favorite shows of 2021 um cruel summer literally took my damn muffin cap back (laughs) i don't know if y'all not familiar with that but it was on the show i mean it was on the channel freeform and i'm not gonna do much of a spoiler but just think of a lifetime movie times three that damn show had so many plot twists. It was crazy. Me and one of my very, very, very close friends, Chardonnay, we were watching that shit faithfully, like together. Well, okay. So the story was about like two girls who over the course of like four years, how their lives changed drastically. Um, there was like a kidnapping and there was like someone that was blamed for it. That's kind of like how it starts. It starts off showing like how both of them had like a typical teen life. Like one was young and quirky. The other one was really popular. The other one, um, the quirky girl really admired the one that was popular. And the popular girl was the one that ended up becoming missing. So the first episode, they're really just like setting the premise of what the rest of it would be. It jumps back and forth a lot, like with um, flashbacks and flash forwards from different years. And the years are like from like 1994 to like 98. And it just shows like the whole four years how both of them just completely, their innocence, light, all of that just was through that trauma, like really changed them. What made it really cool was like, who did what? Did the girl really know? All type of stuff. But yeah, Cruel Summer was one of the ones that took me to a different place. It was really refreshing too. Um, Also, getting a little bit, you know, more sexy. I watched Harlem, which was the show with Megan Good and Tyler Lepley. Mm, Little Drake lookalike. Um, <laughs> that one was really cute. I liked it. Um, I want to say it was like really similar to like a black female sex in the city. Megan Good, she has this um really cool job as a professor. So it just shows like her dating life, how she ran into her um her ex fiance out of the blue and it kind of like set her back and just yeah if you ever seen sex in the city i feel like you're gonna get the concept to me it seemed like tyler lepley was her big and she was carrie um what the fuck carrie bradshaw yeah it's hilarious she got three friends they meet up and talk about all their little sex and um 
you know, the crazy stuff that had happened to all of them each week. Also, all the women on there, which I really loved, showed like all the different, I won't say all, but a good variety of like the different archetypes of black women. There was um, one that was like, they had a light-skinned girl who was real preppy, really equivalent to like Tiffany off of Insecure. Um, then there was Megan Good, who was like the polished one who reminds me of like Regina Hall off a of girl's trip. Also, um, they had one funny girl um, who was beautiful, dark, with big, bold Afro hair, um, who was to me very similar to like Tiffany Haddish character on girl's trip as well and then they had another friend that was um a stud essentially yeah (laughs) they had a scene on there which was really funny where she ended up um dating another stud and how that like dynamic was for both of them I just love like how it highlighted different like elements of the black woman experience from a, a good bit of different sides I'll say that that was also just as diverse as like insecure was which i have to get into insecure insecure finally had its final season in 2021 and it was just i think it was at the right time at first when she said it like when she announced it in the beginning of the year or maybe even last year that the fifth season was going to be the final season i was a little bit like no why like why can't we just keep going and then when i thought about it i'm like uh yeah it was it was about time it was time the first season was just amazing and beautiful and so impactful just because it was literally the first time in a long time well really just the first time for my generation of women anyway that we could see some, that I could see some women that I could totally relate to. I feel like the last time we've seen something like that was like girlfriends. And so I was a kid then, even though I loved girlfriends back then, but you know, that was, you know, for my mom to see. And it was a little bit more cookie cutter just because it was on, um, what was it on? Like UPN or something like that. You know, like regular TV, regular sitcom. This one was on HBO. I loved like how they gave them like full create, yeah, full ownership over their creativity. Like they could, they literally did whatever they wanted to do. So, and it was really realistic and authentic, just really authentic. And it was cool because they would like hide little gems in between, like inside episodes, in such a um, organic way that you wouldn't even know that they were like trying to highlight and make you aware of certain situations like I remember when Molly was dating this guy who turned out to be bisexual and then she had to realize like she had to consider if she could even date him knowing that oh he wasn't even bisexual actually now I think about it (laughs) he had like a, a same sex interaction I think in college that he opened up to her about but he said that he wasn't gay and that it just happened once he tried it and he just wasn't you know he realized it wasn't for him type shit which was really funny because I think girls do that all the time 
They call it like the curious phase when they're in college or, or high school or something like that. And people overlook it. Like it's not really a stigma behind it. But that was also one of the first times I ever thought about it too. Like could I date a man that had previously did something before just to figure it out? Or do you automatically become gay just because of that? I don't know. I loved it. It had it definitely pushed um, the envelope and definitely created a lot of conversations with different cultural um, elements that happen like on a daily basis all the time. Um, they also dropped like a, a documentary that was really cool called Insecure the End. And that was just so beautiful. It made me cry. I'm a crybaby, ain't no gonna lie. But it was just really inspiring because it just showed how Issa and a lot of other people, Issa, um, Yvonne Orgy, and other people behind the scenes, how this was literally their first time on a professional set, let alone HBO. And how she made it her mission to have to put black people in like important positions. Like she changed a lot of people's lives over the course of that five years. And that was just one of the one thing the one thing I took away from that that I enjoyed a lot. I liked seeing the behind the scenes of that. It was also beautiful to see her relationship with Prentice Penny, who was her um one of the executive producers of Insecure, he was her showrunner, so basically he helped mold her into being up to speed on what it's like to be on this type of level of a set. Because she literally just came from YouTube to there. So if that don't inspire anybody, I don't know what else would. Because we all think just because we've never been there that it just seems like it'll never happen. But you just never know. All you got to do is just keep trying, you know? So, yeah, that was really cool. It was still sad at the same time, but I think it was necessary. Um, I really think that season five was okay. It kind of picked up, like, I would say episode five. I wish it was, like, just, you know, high energy each season. Like, I wish there was, I mean, each episode of the last season I don't think it needed like a build up. I think it just needed to go straight there since it was going to be the last one. And it's only 30 minutes. But, you know, we still got a good resolve. I enjoyed it. I think once it picked up and for me, it was the uh, the party scene when um, <laughs> Nate and Lawrence. Yeah, Nate and Lawrence, when they were about to fight, that was when it got really good to me at that point. It picked up. I was like, finally, because goddamn girl, like, TikTok, we only got a couple more episodes left. <laughs> but yeah, so farewell to Insecure. Um, I really appreciate Issa Rae. She is one of my beautiful black women that I look up to. And I love her integrity, her authenticity. Um, I also like to declare myself as an awkward black girl. So, well, awkward black woman. And she really helped make you feel comfortable on whatever side of the spectrum you were on. You could have been a Tiffany, a bougie Tiffany, or even a bougie Molly. Those are two different types of bougies. And then you can also be a goofy Kelly, like, which I feel like I have a mixture of all the characters. So that was really beautiful. And then the men. Mm. 
yeah most of the men on the show were just beautiful <laughs> everybody on the show is beautiful but you know i'm here for the guys okay and they were beautiful but let's get into 2022 222 new year i wonder how everybody feels about when people be like i want a new year new me i know a lot of people get annoyed about that and I think I can understand why, because it can be extreme. <laughs> a lot of people are like, this will be your last time knowing me. Or I ain't, you know, in a bitter kind of way. But I still see it as, like, each year it is, like, a, a reminder that maybe you should, like, just, you know, strive to be better. Um, I think I had the end of the year blues, even though I did really well with, executing a trip to India podcast I still had like a whole bunch of things that I'm still going to do but now I realize like what the amount of work it takes to get it done in the first place but I still left 2021 with feeling like happy and grateful that This is one of the first years, like, me going into a new year with not needing, like, something fundamental. Um, Before, it would be like, oh, I need a car. Wish I, um, this year I'm getting a car. Or this year I'm working on my credit. Still got to do that, but. um, (laughs) Or this year I'm getting my own place or a place at all. Um, So I feel grateful and content about that. And even if. Some of these of what I have just listed are still something that's on your list. The fact that you have the desire to even go for it is worth patting yourself on the back for that too. I think it's been a lot of pressure in 2021 and 2020 to be like hyper productive, which took a toll on me mentally, which um, now I'm coming to a full circle of understanding that it's not necessary for me to have to overdo it. Like, uh, what was the big trend on YouTube? Like the million dollar mindset. Like, and you got to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning and da, 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 da. I took a lot of elements of what they were doing, but I don't have to do it exactly like that. And I'm not going to beat myself up to be that. There was also like another trend, like how to be that girl. And then when you really just looked at it, it was just about like creating the aesthetic to prove to others regardless if you really were doing all those things or not to look a certain way it wasn't really about being it it was about looking the part instead of being the part and I feel like it's to each his own not everybody wants to be a CEO and that is okay some people are content with just having a nine-to-five, make sure they can pay their bills, and kicking it with their friends and family every now and then. I really don't think there's nothing to shame anybody by. I feel like people did have a moment where they were shaming people for um, just not wanting to become a damn entrepreneur. Everybody don't want to be. And even if we did, who gonna work? Who gonna work for us if everybody's <laughs> If everybody entrepreneurs, who are gonna be the workers? But... I do think um, the, that light bulb started to click a lot on both ends. Some people realized that, like, 
these people ain't paying us enough or it's just not worth it to like give all my time and energy to a corporation for them to like barely pay me and for me to barely be able to make it. So I've seen that. I know there has been a, a decline in employment and like we have an unemployment crisis still going on. Omarion been coming through and Delta. We had a couple scares, you know, with coronavirus, keeping people from being able to work and shutting stuff down periodically. So it's still been like, I feel like we still been feeling like residual effects of 2020 and 2021. Um, I'm praying that in 2022, that this is like the last bit of it. But you know, we are resilient and we can get through whatever we need to get through. But yeah. One of my goals for 2022 is I want to become the woman in my head. Yeah, literally become the woman in my head. Become who I envision myself to be. I would love to expand my brand, but I also want to like create even more healthier habits on a consistent level. And I want to be able to have more positive self-talks to myself. That was one thing I would be real hard on myself, which is necessary because I was getting a little content and I noticed I I have like this, um, I don't know if anybody else could relate, but I have this thing where I can go really hard and then like right at the end, I could slack or I could like I did season two and I was going like back to back to back. I had a fear that maybe I wasn't even going to come back, but I'm glad that I am back. And I feel like people always, I think that's how I realized that I was doing something that I was passionate about because there was still something on the inside, like a really small voice, like, come on that girl. You already knew this wasn't going to be like a short and sweet journey. It's called a trip to India in the first place. Like I sent her a lot of my what a, a lot of elements of a trip to India podcast is centered around the long haul, the long stretch, the journey, the process. So I realized that it takes time for everything that I want. But we get so anxious because we know what we want at the end that we forget about everything that needs to happen in the middle. And it's a lot of things that I need to learn and a lot of things that I am trying to learn. So one thing that can get me out of my like procrastination funk, which is so ironic that that was the first episode that I ever made, which I did get better from that place. But there's still a lot more room for improvement. Books. Books help me get back into that flow. Also, I do think I want to do another um get a consistent like morning routine as well I think that will help me out a lot but yeah what are some of the things you want to work on for 2022 or what were some of the shows that you thought were dope in 2021 I'm gonna do a lot more speaking on like music tv shows movies and other like topics that I feel like are important in our community um on this podcast and then of course if you still want to come solely to hear the inspiring stories of amazing women every second thursday of each month you will be able to on journey of limitless women but yeah this is basically me just getting my feedback wet 
and just getting back into the flow of things and opening up to what this new year is going to be like on the trip to India podcast. So if you enjoyed this so far, please subscribe, please download, please tell your friends about it and continue to be with me on this trip. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at a trip to India podcast with the number two. Also, um, you can follow me on YouTube if you want to see visuals of Journey of Limitless Women. I'm also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. And now that Facebook has added this element, you'll be able to listen to me on Facebook as well. So thank you so much for listening to this first episode. There's definitely so much more to come. And tune in next week.